welcome to the BAL podcast. I am Benny Bonsu and with me we've got Entabi, Colin and DJ Aries. It's been a jam-packed week of action on and off the field of play. So let's go directly to Entabi for this week's news. What is happening BAL podcaster family? I'm here with today's news. Um, just quick news there has been so much uncertainty in the nba with what july through november is going to look like like i always say but the time i by the time i report these news things uh change and today is no different players have decided against participating in orlando among other reasons like being isolated from family and not having visitors or at this stage i just saw something where visitors can come in at, at a later stage i think the main reason is due to what is happening in the us regarding racial injustice and uh, the racist system in general players will most likely be able to stay home without consequence black lives matter that's just what it is this is a this is bigger than basketball and considering that the majority of players are black i understand why players decided against participating what's happening is bigger than basketball granted we were all excited about um the league coming back and us watching basketball again but there's some significant things that are happening in the country that need to be changed there's been some talk about replacement players meaning players who have signed a nba or g league deal this year or last will be expected to be available to play in the bubble this makes players like jr smith and um jamal crawford available to keep us to to keep up to speed with what's happening and just to stay updated with what's going on and follow us on Twitter and Instagram so you can stay up to date with this. Another news um BAL president Amadou Galofal issued a statement which was super powerful straight to the point and it, it, it a lot of African Americans also felt that. Um in his quote I'll quote just something that he said the BAL is committed to being part of the solution by building economic education and social development bridges that promote integrated integration between Africa the African continent and the diaspora. We stand with our African American brothers and sisters as we seek justice and equality. You can go see the full statement on our Instagram at the BAL podcast and you could see the powerful statement that he made. Lastly, Florida's governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill allowing college athletes to be paid for their name, image and likeness. The bill will go in effect July 1st, 2020. So let's hope other states follow suit with something like this where athletes can get college athletes can get play, paid for their likeness and their name. This is all that I have for you in this episode. I'm not the mess of broken hearts, so many questions. When this began, we was the perfect match for us. We had some problems, but we worked in that and now the arguments are getting loud. I want to stay, but I can't help from walking out. Let's go with the way. Just take my hand and understand if you could see. Thank you so much, Antabi. I want to go back to something though. I'm really very happy to hear that a Florida governor has finally signed that bill that allows college athletes to get paid. because if you know the american system very well you know that a lot of these athletes are not allowed to be paid and they spent all these years 
struggling, playing, trying to make ends meet whilst the schools are making money of their names, their face, their everything, and they don't get a penny. <clears throat> so that takes away all the, you know, the dodgy or shady agents behavior that be going on in the background that sometimes some of these athletes don't know about. I think this is great news. I think this is, you know, going to change the game for everybody. But also the idea, especially when it comes to basketball, that players can actually leave college early and go to a G League team for the development and then, you know, declare themselves for drafts at the NBA. This is great news. Let's also talk about, I mean, Colin and CJ Aries, please join in in regards to Amadou's statement. We've sat here on a BAL podcast and talk about the fact that we hadn't heard anything from the BAL. I mean, we were expecting them to come out and say something quick. But Amadou, you know, like we say, leader, godfather of basketball in Africa. We love Amadou to death. He came out with all guns blazing, and I rate that. I don't know about anybody else, but I rate the statement highly. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, certainly. I, I, do, I do agree. I mean, Amadou's statement was strong. It was powerful. It was to the point, And it hit the issues um, exactly the way it should. The only quarrel I would have, and which we all have, is that it took forever to come. I mean, that statement was like, one year late in, in coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's here. <laughs> but it's here, which is oh, yeah, no, it's here. I mean, look, yeah, at the end of the day, it's here. But we could have, we could have had it soon. I mean, like I said, it was one year late. Yeah, I was. It was powerful. Happy. I haven't seen anything from um, Adam Silver, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I haven't seen anything that's very direct. Speaks to what is happening. They even had the Black Lives Matter. The, the graphic itself was very black and white. And so we knew exactly where they stand. I haven't seen anything from Adam Silver and I'm not knocking him, but it's just the fact that nothing has been put out there. So Amadou coming through and saying something like that, I feel like it really resonated with people in the diaspora. It resonated with Africans themselves. And it also resonated with African Americans because it wasn't something that is just flippant. It was something that I feel came from the heart and you know like i love amadou i respect him a lot as a leader so this for me is another brownie point and another tick that says go ahead do your thing go on, dj aries yeah i do agree i do feel like maybe they just took the time to write really you know poignant strong statements things like that take time and it came out really strong as we all said and um i did wonder why is it this but there's the results show so you know i guess all good in good time I mean, I, I, I call him Uncle Amadou, just like we call Uncle Colin. Um, Uncle Amadou came through, he was strong, he's a leader, he's a godfather of African basketball. He's paved the way for many of us, including myself. So you know what, Amadou, you smashed it. I spoke to some players this week from the NBA. Um, that also is like, look, Benny, we know that Adam Silver hasn't said anything. So I don't know why they think that we don't know. We know. We know the players that are being active. We know the league hasn't said anything, which is quite disappointing. But they're hoping that, you know, Adam will also come out with something really strong when the league sets off in Florida, if it does take off. Um, sorry, in Orlando, if it does take off. Um, but let's watch this place and see what happens. But for now, let's go to Colin for all the African news. Oh, yeah. 
Nigeria. <laughs> but yeah, um, the Nigerian government, unfortunately, and this news impacts the BL directly, has said that, that they're not excited about starting sports immediately in the wake of the coronavirus uh, shutdown. The Secretary of the Government of the Federation, uh, Boss Mustafa, said, and I quote, we are not excited about allowing sports to return. We will get there, but for now, we are concerned with the few activities allowed to reopen, like churches and mosques and, and so on. And a lot of people in Nigeria have been very unhappy, especially those in the sports space, because what this signals is that sport is not quite as important to the government as it should be. In fact, um, he went ahead to say that the other European countries who are where sports is big business are taking it easy about reopening, so they don't want to reopen the sports immediately in Nigeria. And as far as I'm concerned, that's horse manure because in the first place, we don't even have large crowds, that much of large crowds in Nigeria in the first place. And so if you want to do some proper social distancing, you can. But, well, it is, it is what it is. So it just shows that Nigeria doesn't take sports seriously. And um, until they approve that, the BA will probably be on hold because Rivers Hoopers cannot participate unless there's um, approval from the government. From there, we go over to Burundi, where the president, uh, Benny, don't kill me for this. <laughs> we should have said this. <laughs> yeah, so um, Burundi's president died of an instant heart attack. And there was a bit of um, confusion as to who would succeed him. The Speaker of Parliament, Pascal Nyabenda, was, uh, is legally supposed to assume the position until elections are conducted. But elections had already been conducted. And there was a winner, president-elect, who was Pierre Nkuruzinza. I hope I got that correctly. So the Speaker of Parliament wanted to serve out the remainder of the president's term until it was time for the swearing-in. But Burundi's um, highest court has said no. They, they explained that the reason for that interim period was so that fresh elections could be held. But fresh elections have been held. And so automatically the president-elect should be sworn in two months earlier which kind of makes sense. So at least Burundi have got over their own hump, unlike Nigeria. And finally, we go to Ntabi, South Africa, where it seems we're having a case of, um, should I say, man-on-wife violence. <laughs> Apparently, some men, there's, there's been a rise in cases of husbands murdering their wives. And according to what we hear, thank you, Ntabi, um, an eight-month-old pregnant woman was found hanged, which I find crazy. It also ties into stories about Nigerian men in the U.S. who were reported to be killing their wives because those women apparently they come over there, they bring them over to the states, they put them through school, they get good jobs, they start earning money, and then they want to be in control. So the men can handle it, and they kill them. One particular man shot his wife. In fact, shot his wife. Call nine one one, and then he goes, "You think you're in charge now? Now I have killed you. Come and call the cops for me now. Let me see." And then next thing, he shot himself. So murder suicide. And unfortunately, on that somber note, send the mic back. Wow, I mean, we, when we talk about African news, that's African news. But I want to say I'll back to Ntabi to talk about the rise of domestic violence against women in South Africa. We know that Niero, who was on the last podcast, um, has put something out on social media about it and we said that this is where the you know athletes voices 
come into play and we see BAL, you know, raising the standards in Africa. And for somebody like him to speak against it, it's great. Um, obviously, it's not a great topic, but it's great that he's raising the awareness. So, Intabi, what's actually going on in South Africa? Yeah, you know, I re- like I respect Nell a lot. Um, he's always very articulate. He speaks his mind and he's a leader, to be honest. Um, especially in the basketball space, in the basketball arena, he put out a statement. Well, let me not say a statement, but he tweeted out that, you know, what men are doing in South Africa and what how they're treating our women is very animalistic, really. Like, we should be protecting our women, but instead we're killing them. I mean, it's all over the place. And 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 um, the, the Minister of Defense or the police uh, minister, Peggy uh, Tzele, he blames it on um, uh, the government allowing alcohol to be sold again during quarantine because there was no selling of alcohol, and because that was the, there was nobody was selling alcohol. That what there was a, a, a heavy dip in domestic not domestic violence. I'm sorry, but a heavy dip in crimes. You know, all things things that of that nature, and he's blaming it on that because from personal experience, I have a family member who as soon as the, they were allowed to buy alcohol, he was drinking like no tomorrow. And so you see that happening, that leads to domestic violence, that leads to just unrest. And you see everybody tweeting about it, everybody writing about it. We've seen four deaths at least this week with women being killed for no reason. Right? This woman who was hung, another woman was, I think, yeah, a 12, a 12 or 14 year old, a teenager of some sort, was raped and stabbed near a high school just today. So it's, it's a lot. And I mean, you, I'm living in, in, in the US right now. And then there's this that's happening with injustices. And it's, it's impacting me because I'm a first generation free person, right? So I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was born during apartheid. So it's very fresh for me to see these things happening. And it really hurts me. And then you see what's happening across the board with violence against women. That's, it's just a double whammy. It's, it's really, it's painful. It really is. I think that's an educational piece. And I think, you know, on the continent, I always say this, you know, the education of, of educating men in Africa that this behavior is unacceptable. It almost feels like, and this is not all Africa, by the way, and this is not all African men. It's just the ones that still live in that kind of mindset that we are in control. You don't have to, you can't say nothing. We tell you what to do. And if you, if you question anything, then we can do what we want to, to you. But also is the, the piece of the government being able to put policies in place and enforce it within our communities and say, this is not acceptable. You cannot beat up your wives. You cannot kill your daughters. You cannot kill your wives. This is not on. And I think until we are open enough to have those conversations, openly with our husbands our brothers our uncles we're going to keep on having this situation i think for me south africa you know this alcohol and the behavior of how women are mistreated is heartbreaking because you guys have been through so much now we're at the point where you're killing yourselves like colin i don't know maybe talk to us because you're the uncle so you are a higher (laughs) generation than all of us i mean we're the generation that can ask questions and have been educated and all of that. So what is it that is, in, you know, making men, some men in Africa still behave, to behave like this? <clears throat> well, 
I started with saying misogyny, but also there's a bit of patriarchy, you know, in it. And if you look at the African environment, especially Sub-Saharan Africa, in fact, not even just Sub-Saharan Africa, all the way down the entire continent, there's this belief of men being superior. That's why you'd see polygamy men marrying multiple wives. And if you come to a place like Nigeria, for instance, you see where a man dies and his brothers want to come take over his wife because they consider the woman property. Yeah, it, it happens. So it, it's all of that. It's years and years, centuries of misogyny and patriarchy. And it's only now that that whole thing is being stripped away gradually because people are having these conversations. We talked about, I think a, few, a couple of weeks, um, episodes ago, we talked about the rape of a Nigerian girl in church. So now that rape and killing has sparked off a whole wave of conversations about rape and, and domestic violence. And people are coming out and saying, oh, I didn't know that was rape. Somebody forced himself on me. I thought it was just being normal. So people are now coming out and saying, oh, look, you know what? So that means I was raped at this time. So now people are being more open, more enlightened about what the rape culture is in Nigeria. We, I even had a young lady who came out and said something about um, how, I don't know if I told you how she was raped. I think a colleague of ours, she was, and her dad collective took money from a rapist and ended, uh, every, everything ended. Now we're having... Uh, issues where even a federal government body charged with protecting women and child trafficking came out and said, because a lot of guys were coming out and saying that, oh, why, yeah, we know rape is bad, but why do you dress that way? You know, which was very ignorant. So it led to this agency coming and saying, hey, look, you know what? Anybody who's saying that being such a rape apologist, it means you're probably a rapist. So now they're going to monitor all those people who, all those rape apologists, and if you're found to have been committed one then you're going to get arrested you're going to end up in jail so now which means people have got to be careful what they say because what you say might give you away so i i think the the broader picture in all of this is that because you had this whole patriarchal system that people have lived with for generations and generations and now your generation is coming and say hey look you know what we're not that people anymore let's talk about this so because we are talking about it now we're peeling away those layers of ignorance, those layers of patriarchy, of misogyny. And hopefully the more we do this, the more this gets better for both um, for the women, for the girls, for the children, and then generally, of course, in the end, for all of us. But to pick that up again from for DJ Aries, for example, we know that, like, for example, in Ghana, if you go back to Ghana and you raise these conversations and you're challenging their way of thinking, they say, well, look, look here, don't come here with your westernized ideas to come and influence what we're doing here. This is how things are done here. But we know that killing your wife and murdering your daughter or selling them and taking money or people that raped them to cover the story up doesn't really resolve the issue. So how do we move forward from that part from the education piece, DJ Aries? This is a tough one. It's a social problem. It starts from the top up, to be honest, because... As, as much as we come in, us Westerners, or try and educate them, it's the people in power that also need to put out that message because it's, it's, it's morally wrong. I mean, how, as a human, you think it's okay to treat another human like that? And funny enough, Benny, in Ghana, I mean, it's a matriarchal society. I mean, it still has patriarchy, but it's known to be led by the woman. Like, the woman is kind of like the head of the household in a way so there is that respect but still I think for men they still want to have that ownership that male you know the ego etc and it's, it's too much for them to let go they then they feel they don't have any freedom or they feel less of a man or they feel they don't feel they're strong enough um I think there need to be some lessons than how what encapsulate what is a man what is a woman you know what makes you 
those kind of people because beating somebody does not exemplify you being a man it's absolutely ridiculous but it has to start from the top to be honest and i think we you know us having this conversation and having <coughs> a conversation with a wider community is so important and i i'm so happy that nero, nero put it out there because when you have athletes talking about it and you have more athletes talking about it it becomes a topic that everybody is now then forced to actually deal with and this is where i feel like bal has such a a great power to you know be in there to lead these conversations because it's new it's men and there's yep. men in a conversation with the support of women that believe in it but also it's you know educating the generations before us and saying look um, i know in your generation this was okay but this is where we are now and it's not okay yeah. just, you know i'm your daughter i'm your niece i'm your sister. wife you know would sister would you like to see me go through this like and if you don't want to see anybody in your family go through it why should the next person be going through it and i think it's a conversation at some point us as africans need to be really honest with ourselves and how we how are we protecting our women and our daughters that are growing up or that are grown so we don't have another tragedy of somebody being hanged or being shot or being killed for not doing what you're doing and especially when you're drunk and you do it and then you realize what you've done and it's too late and you can't as nana kufodu will say diseases can kill you you know but we still haven't figured out how we bring you back to life so let's prevent that you know and that's that this way of thinking is a disease for us in Africa unless we change the way we, you know we think going forward but also circling back to Nigeria again in regards to the government now not being comfortable in restarting sport we know what's going on in Burundi which means it will affect Rwanda which means Rwanda will also not be ready to go for the BAL we're in trouble aren't we Colin oh serious trouble and it, it, it kind of puts everything in perspective because on the one hand, we're thinking, oh, things are reopening, sport is going to come back again. On the other hand, you know that the power doesn't lie in the sports bodies, it lies with the governments. And if it's happening in Nigeria, it's happening in Burundi and possibly in Rwanda, then you start thinking, where, even the Ivory Coast, Senegal, they're also still affected. You know, we, we heard a recent case of um, Ebola breaking out again in the West of Africa. I mean, you, you're just thinking why everything at once. So it, it's a direct has a direct effect on the BAL and, and sports. So we've got to find a way to think. Okay, how do we deal with this? And at some point, are we going to have to come to the acceptance, the the realization that the BAL might not even happen this year? Yeah, and that that is scary because I mean the excitement and the momentum built behind the BAL. You know, it's great and we want something new on the continent. We want to show that the continent has talent on the continent. But, you know, have we launched it at the wrong time? Is it too early for the BAL to happen in Africa? But also, if it's not too early and this is the right time for it to be happening, what does that look like or how do we want that to look like in Tabi? That's a great question and observation, um, Benny. Is it, was it too early? Was COVID a blessing in disguise for us to do it now we can't really answer it but you know as we all have been excited about this launching for me i think you know the bubble um the bubbles uh, strategy that the nba is doing here in the u.s would be a great option for the BAL to adopt. They've probably thought about it. I don't know. We haven't seen or heard anything yet. But I get it that Rwanda is, not Rwanda, but um, Burundi is going through some stuff. And then if that region is an, under 
you know, duress and it's not really safe to be there, then um, I think we could take it to Senegal or we could take it to South Africa where all the players are brought under one roof and then they participate in one month. Because remember, AfroBasket is coming up. The Olympics were rescheduled. So it's going to be a jam-packed sporting nightmare um, happening in the latter part of the year. So Africans, we're used to not having a ginormous crowd, right? We're used to playing basketball with, with, with three people in the, in, in the bleachers. So why can't we do that? We could play um, a tournament. We could play whatever the league has um, in mind in, under one roof, Senegal, you name it, wherever anybody can travel so that things can continue to move forward. Because remember, there still has to be some qualifiers for season two for the BAL. So how's that going to happen? So for me, I just believe that if they do what the bubble, the, the guys in the NBA are doing, playing in a bubble in a specific country for however long so that things can get moving, I think that would be a great idea. I hope we hear from the league office, the BAL office, NBA Africa, whatever. I hope we hear about what's going on because players, We've got players that are signed globally, right? They've got deals that they need to, to, to weigh in. Are they going to wait for the BAL? Or are they just going to sign in Lithuania or in Turkey and then start playing there because they're just tired of waiting? I mean, and we know, because we've been talking to the athletes, that we know some of them are already saying, we're going to take these contracts because we don't know what's going to be. And because we don't know what's going on, I'm not going to take my chances and not have a job next season so then all of a sudden you're losing all the people that could be major stars for the league to other leagues because they're not sure what's going on and in top you talk about senegal and south africa doing one month get out of the way and let's move it forward you know but i always say that and this is not because i'm from there but i think with the momentum that ghana has you know started last year with a year the year of return go to ghana in december because everybody's going to be there Everyone is going to be there, all the big names, all the celebrities, everybody is going. Take it there for one month, all the eyeballs are there, all the media is there, do it there, create the global buzz around the BAL for the first year. And then the second year gives you time to plan it out and make it something big. I mean, I would hate to think that we're going to lose the big stars that have given up their time to come to the combine in New York. They have been selected, but because of the uncertainty, they are forced to take other jobs because they do not want to be left empty-handed at the start of the season. I think there's a lot to think about. I think, is this, was this the right time? Maybe, but COVID-19 came. So let's take that and move forward and say, you know what, let's do this the way we can do best and benefit from it. And then let's plan for the, you know, for the year ahead. There's so much conversations to be had and I just wish that we can do something better so that Africa doesn't lose out on this opportunity because this is way too important to lose. But let's go to DJ Aries for all the entertainment news. Hi guys, so Vanessa Bryant, um, since we know she's lost her husband, people are so funny. So um, since she's lost her husband, there's been several pro athletes hoping to support Vanessa Bryant. So they've literally been sliding in her DMs, trying to get in there. 
while she's still mourning. I mean, come on. <laughs> How fast is that? Um, secondly, um, The Bachelor. Bachelor series finally has their first African-American um, contestant, male contestant. Um, this seems like a big I've already been seen on Twitter. People have been firing off. They're very happy. Let's see how this runs. It will be on um, it's on the ABC channel, starting US. Um, and also to look out in terms for African fashion, there's top four brands you should look out for. So there's Orange Culture, which started in 2011 by Adebayo Okay, I hope I pronounced his name right. Another brand called um, Tongoro, Senegalese-owned brand. Um, Beyonce wore his stuff and amazing bold prints bold colors telfa a high-end black owned accessory brand amazing bags again big leather classy you can't go wrong and then secondly laquan smith a new york designer um dressed likes of cardi b and a supermodel winnie harlow his stuff is just basically flawless all i can see is like bold prints sophisticated figure hugging cuts it's all flowy it's it's just Stunning, you can't get any better than that. That's my news for this week. I never planned to be a man, it just wasn't me. But now I'm searching for commitment and other arms. I want to shelter you from home. Don't be alone. Your attitude was the cause. You got me stressing. Soon as I open up the door with your jealous questions, like, where can I be? You're killing me with your jealousy. Then my ambitions to be free. I can't breathe. As soon as I leave, it's like a trap. I hear you calling me to come back. I'm a sucker for love. Man, I love the way DJ Aries just covers in Tarby's lifestyle, even though she wasn't in entertainment. But this is crazy. But guys, listen, let's... Uh, when I talk about Africa, and I'm sure this goes for everybody that's so passionate about the development and growth of Africa, and I'm sure some people that are in Africa going, ah, these people talk too much. What do they know? They don't even live here. And, you know, a lot of people mistaken us for people that are just Westerners. We were all Africans. We are home often. We are home more than we like to, you know, talk about. Um, and we want to grow this. And Tabi, when we talk about the growth, especially lifestyle, and I'm sure you have your lifestyle news to go. I mean, where do we take BAL, man? Where are we going? Where are we going? With BAL, I think the sky's the limit with the, the BAL. Once we get, once things get rolling, people start getting their, in, you know, their groove back on. I've spoken to people who have already started teams in South Africa, American folks that have started teams in South Africa. Uh, we were talking about the possibility of me being an ambassador for that. So we see that there's a movement. Even your brother wants to own a team. You know what I mean? And so this is exciting. We'll see a, a Ghanaian team. We'll see um, more teams on the BAL. The sky's the limit with us. And and remember that there's different leagues in different parts of Africa, very successful uh, leagues. Angola has one, Maputo has one, uh, Rwanda has one, which is go going on right now. So we have, we have, we have it. We have it in Africa. So we could definitely uh, do something that is, you know, out of this world when it comes to basketball and not just basketball remember basketball is a is, is a game once you fall in love with it you have a love-hate relationship with it because you cannot let go of that bad boy no matter how much how much he hurts you you just keep running back that is exactly what basketball is it's an abusive relationship there's so much that needs to be done across africa let's take it to africa um, but Intabi, let's go to you for the lifestyle news. Around the African continent, um, we're just looking out for Nasty Nasty C, 
who who is an artist who is act who actually started I don't know if it was his first role but it was something that he he acted in there's a new series on Netflix called um uh blood and water if i remember it correctly which features it's i'm not going to say my thoughts on it but it features like kids going to school and doing their own thing so nasty c is known by people um in africa people here in the us for being this big time rapper and we see him making an appearance in something that's number one uh for the for the longest of time so shout out to nasty c and his acting career and um what i have is mostly south african news and also there's a, a there's an actress called sophie ndaba who was very popular in uh soapy called generations she had to come out with a statement to say i did not die basically because there was news out there that she is dead only to find that this woman is alive and kicking why <laughs> What, what where did that come from yeah who's, who's telling <laughs> what's going on i cannot tell you when i saw this i was like what in the world she's like guys this has caused so much trauma for my family i have to come out and tell them that i'm not dead when people are out just saying that i'm dead like why are people killing me so early oh my gosh yeah so i just thought this would be a nice way to just ended off with like a a funny but weird thing well, going there. I want to bring something up because we learned this from Uncle Colin the last time we did a podcast. So, let's talk about it since, since today we're focusing on African news. So, we learned that there is um <clears throat> a dodgy website that um totally out. I am out of go on to get chicks when they are in Nigeria, you know, where they go for the $10,000 weekends and then they bounce. So, Uncle Colin, what is going on? Because I was shocked. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm talking about. We learned from you. So, oh, God. what is going on? Because a lot of these lifestyle um Instagram models, for Instagram famous women of Africa are doing some things that they shouldn't be doing. They're not really role models, are they, Colin? Oh no, certainly not. Unfortunately, I mean, it's 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 um a way it's a fact of life what's going on here. You see especially from those from your Ghana and uh, even a few from South Africa, you know. They they, they come over to Nigeria weekends and well, yeah, they, they they flex like to say have a good time, then they get paid in the region of $10,000 or more and they go back. So and there's even um what I can call um an escort kind of service <laughs> like when he was talking about where i'm i'm not going to put the name of the website out because that, Wait, i don't, well, I, I don't Colin, how do you know all this by the way i just want to know oh a, a little bird told me look i keep my ears to the ground so i hear things that's what makes me that's what makes me um a good journalist so you have all this thing and you have people coming in you have escort service online and you have different ways even whatsapp there are different ways to connect on WhatsApp and it's just crazy because Nigeria seems to be the epicenter the kind of Sodom and Gomorrah epicenter of Africa. Well, I think this is I think this is quite it is an interesting topic and I, the reason why it relates back to basketball is that we know the BAO when once it takes off is going to be a big deal, right? And we want to be able to protect our athletes because we want them to flourish and outside the continent. You know, we don't want this Instagram famous chicks coming to corrupt them before they they even made it. Right? So we need to talk about also 
the fact that young people are looking up to some of these girls and gentlemen that they think are making money the right way. I mean, some people might say that's their hustle, man. Don't knock their hustle. But the generation that's coming up, we don't want them to think that that's the hustle that they need to be doing. Do we, Colin? Uh, Benny, first of all, one question. Do you think the guys want to be protected? Yes. <laughs> that's the first question. And while we're at it, I'll tell you something that just happened recently. I wasn't going to mention this, but since we're on this lane, I might as well bring it up. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a video, a viral video trending in Nigeria at the moment. It's about just, in fact, if you go to Nigeria Twitter, just Google special package. I don't know, has any of you heard that? No, that sounds very scary. Okay, it is scary. Trust me, you need to be oh. scared. Now, what happens, there's, there's this chick who's out there advertising, her. They, they call it, there's um, a few young ladies in Nigeria who advertise certain products. Those products are meant to help you get your men, not just to get them, but to also help you make them to give you money, buy you cars, buy you houses and stuff. So they've got a special package where if you want to order, it's like a cream, there's creams, there's lotions, there's um, waste beads and all sorts. So when you order, you give them your name, you give them the man's name, and then they use it, they do their whatever incantations, whatever things, and they send it to you and you use it. And then there are testimonies. You have the girls come, oh, I use this lotion, this magnet lotion for uh, one week and he bought me a car. I use this for a while. And, this, and they, they actually send pictures of cash that they were given. You know, so, so just Google special package. On Nigeria Twitter, you will see what I'm talking about. What in the world, <laughs> Colin? Do you know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible? Do you want that to happen to Nigeria? What? I'm telling you, I'm, I am I'm telling so you shook right now. <laughs> that is mad. I have it's no words. Creative, have... though. It's creative. No, yeah, but let's oh, go. Oh, guys, no, 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 no. What is in no. that lotion? What is in the lotion that is making and, 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 my cash? Let me tell you something, Benny. When she was saying it, she was saying, be careful when you do it because um, you might have the wife doing it for one man. You might have his side chick doing a neighbor. So three people might be doing it for the same person. So says so before you do it, be sure to make sure at least find out whether he's do somebody else is doing it, so you don't get confused and attack one person. No, Colin, <laughs> get your people. Get your people. <laughs> How is this okay? First of all, like there's testimonies where people, where girls come and write a testimony. Like I love reviewing people. So can you imagine all these reviews because you did some shady stuff to get a man to get you a car? Guys, we need I'm to get Alaji back on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Like, this is why I always come for Nigeria because you guys always be starting some craziness. What is the special package? Well, when you Google it, you can read. I mean, we don't have enough time to discuss everything here, but when you Google it, you will see everything. You know, so you have different, I mean, like, like they have different, they have price, different prices and different. So whether it's the magnet is for attraction, you've got the other one, I forgot, different names. I mean, like, and with different rates. So whichever one you want to order, you order and you get your, your, your you, you get what you need. See, next week we have the River Hoopers, uh, one player and the coach on the podcast. And I cannot wait to ask this question. And I want to know what they're doing to protect their players from getting this special package. Before they even make a package. Benny, when they, Benny, when they come to Ghana, we, we have to protect them. Because remember when even Cardi B came to that hotel, Kapinski, all those girls hanging around, hovering around. You don't want that there, you know. It's, in, it's not a good look. Trust me, it's not. That's why we want to protect the boys before they become famous. Because when yeah. BAL takes off, 
is going to be a big deal. What are we putting in place to support our players before the Nigerians come out with a BAL special package? Special package. I'm telling you, <laughs> you know what? By the time this whole thing blows, you're going to have the BAL special package because once they see that you've got NBA stars and so on, the likes of Amadou Galofor coming in, um, I mean, <laughs> Yanis coming in to support, Pascal Siakam coming in to support, they'll start the um, Masai who's coming in to support. They'll be like, okay, hang on. We need a BA, package. An, NBA, an NBA BL special package. <laughs> oh, an NFL package for Ziggy. Hello, hello. He's not going to Nigeria. We don't want no special package. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Nigeria for the win. Everyone you know what? They'll all be going to um. They'll be going to the Eco Hotel, isn't it? That's that's the hot spot. How do you know yeah. the Eco Hotel? How do you know the Eco Hotel? Charlie, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. What, for $10,000 weekends? No, I was working. I was working. <laughs> I was working on a piece with CNN. I was you professional. Know, you know what they say, when you protest too much, it means you did something you're not supposed to be doing. So, on that note, I'm going to move this forward. Guys, it's been great on the BAL podcast. Thank you, Wintavi. Thank you, DJ Aries. Thank you, Colin, for this conversation. Next week, we're back here with Nigeria's River Hoopers, who are going to give us the lowdown on what's actually going on with the BAR from the Nigerian standpoint. But also, we're going to put a question to them of the special package, if they're receiving it or going to receive it in the future. I've been Ms. Benny Bonsu. Make sure you tune into the BAR podcast on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can get this podcast. Have a great weekend, um, and we will speak to you very soon. I want to say, but I can't help from walking out. Let's go with the Just take my hand and understand. If you can see, I never planned to be a man. It just wasn't me. But now I'm searching for commitment and other arms. I want to shelter you from home. Don't